The future of healthcare is exciting with many new therapies finding incredible success. The Heroic Dose brought to you by Microdose is a one-day virtual conference that will explore the use of psychedelic therapies in military veterans and first responders in an effort to combat the alarming rates of PTSD, substance abuse, and suicide in this coveted yet undeserved demographic. Topics discussed include the therapeutic potential of psychedelics over opioids for pain management, reducing the graduation of acute pain to chronic pain, and preventing suicide in the long run. The Heroic Dose will cover the intersection of clinical care, research, and investment arenas. Now, while this is an all-day event on April 22nd, yours truly will be moderating a panel at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. The panels focus the altered state of combat veteran trauma and the quest for novel therapeutics in psychedelic substances history and overview of current treatments. And the panel will feature four veterans who have used psychedelic therapies to combat PTSD, trauma, opioid addiction, and I would love to show them some support from the phenomenal Brian Nichols Show audience. So please follow the link to the show notes to the Microdose website and sign up for this incredible virtual conference. And if you are a veteran, a 100% discount will be applied at checkout. Again, that's the Heroic Dose brought to you by Microdose. Link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Well, happy Wednesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thanks for joining us on another phenomenal episode. And of course, today's episode is continuing with the theme of phenomenal guests as I am joined by one Trent Ortner from the Redacted Caucus. What are we talking about? Libertarian unity that has been the focus as of late for the Redacted Caucus. So Trent joins the Brian Nichols Show to talk about why libertarian unity is so important and how libertarian unity can actually help bring, what, liberty to the masses as we talk about here every single episode. So that being said, a great conversation to be had. So onto the show, Trent Ortner here on the Brian Nichols Show. Hi, how's it going, Brian? It's going good. Trent, thank you for joining the program, and thank you for uh, what you're doing, and that is trying to raise awareness for libertarian unity. And I think we're seeing this topic, this theme, being uh, spread far and wide across the liberty world. We're seeing it right now with Dave Smith. I think he's been leading uh, the charge in this this libertarian unity uh, approach. And, and I know there's a couple of guys out there like Reed Coverdale, uh, folks like Jeremy Todd and uh, Dave Fight, who have been doing amazing work and, and yeah. focusing on this uh, liberty unity. And you're focusing on this redacted caucus. So Trent, talk to us about what got you started in this libertarian unity uh, push. Well, actually, all those guys you named, we're all in the the, uh, the Liberty Unity uh, Caucus. We're all we're all pals. We all uh, work together. Uh, I was on David's show last Thursday, I think. Last no, last Wednesday. Um, and I I I just I I it, it it came from my growing concern with the way the country's going and how divided and separate everybody is. Everybody hates each other and. I feel like with the Libertarian Party and like the Liberty Movement, like you, we can garner from left and right side, like because you know that's that's the basis for libertarianism is we're we're centrist. We 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 have right philosophy and we have left philosophy, then we have our own philosophy, and um, we're just trying to find that middle ground between people and open up a dialogue and help maybe bridge the gap that's just destroying our country. 
it's it's so important right now more than ever to have that conversation right because i think we're seeing more more often than not that people are are too afraid to uh, to enter in the conversation we see our different little groups that we get into and people want to uh, to you know look good to their group and I think right now there is a leading faction of folks who are saying, nah, we don't want to do that anymore. We're, we're tired of the infighting. We actually want to see some progress. So I, I'm glad to see that there is this big push. And I'm so glad that we have you join the uh, the fight there with those guys. Because, I mean, this is super important, you know, in actually getting something accomplished. So you're talking yes, about bringing some, some people from the left and the right. And I would love to hear the approach that you f- would find the most success in your eyes in terms of actually getting that accomplished. Well, uh, just finding those topics, those hot button topics that both sides have, um, you know, on the right, you have uh, gun control and taxes. And then on the left, you have uh, civil rights and people's rights. And uh, we we're trying to make the world know that we're just we're, we, we need we need to come together and we need to find these these topics and present them to the larger audience of, of the population as a on a combined front because if we don't do that it, it's gonna we're gonna have absolutely nothing left of any kind of culture in the next few years so what is this libertarian divisiveness like, like let's start where we are right what what is <laughs> what what is this starting off point for the the need for unity where are these different factions coming from um, well, I mean, you can, you can go anywhere from just the regular DNC and GOP all the way to Proud Boys and Antifa. Um, you know, they're all different spectrums of the left and the right. Um, what I've noticed recently with the Libertarian Party for d- divisiveness is schematics, um, keywords that are being used in somebody else's uh, wrong opinion and um there's just fighting over stuff that really doesn't matter um i like just seeing my friends on especially on twitter just at each other's throats and just it it, it bugs me and i i, I want everybody to be, why can't we all just be friends why can't we just all love each other you know well that sounds easy Right. It, it, it really does. It, it is, does sound yeah. easy. But and I think at the end of the day, because it, we talk about incentive structures and we're talking about libertarian ideas from an economic standpoint, and we see the, the incentive structures in the libertarian party, it is to keep it relatively small for mm-hmm. those people in some positions of power, whatever those mm-hmm. positions may be, whether they are a county position or, you know, some leadership position on some caucus or whatever, I think you see a group of people who in times they they don't want to see the Libertarian Party actually grow because as it would grow, that would would require us bringing in new people and bringing in new people just by the very nature of having more people now in the sample size, right? Now you're going to have all of a sudden a bunch of people in the movement who are going to make those other people have to get better, either get better or get out of the way. <laughs> Candidly. I'm glad you said that because that, that is so true. Um, I just started uh, getting real involved with LP Texas. I live in Texas. And that was the one of the first things I noticed is people are not open to new people coming in, wanting to do things and make change. It is like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I, I met just stonewall after stonewall after stonewall. And I finally found some people within, uh, they're called the get shit done caucus. 
and um, that are trying to progress and, and progress the message of be, being central to, you know, economics and topics. Well, let's now take it beyond libertarian circles then, right? Let's look at when we're talking to other people outside of our circles. How mm-hmm. will, how can we take these things that we care about and sometimes only we care about and actually make it so other people out there, not just people on the left and right, but your average person will care about it? Um, honestly, I, I think it is a comfort thing because the way that I see our the reason why people are just so against being active or being engaged right now is because our comforts as Americans are still there. We don't have, go to the grocery store and food's, you know, missing or, you know, uh, there, there, there's no outage of power. They don't have rolling blackouts. So as long as we're comfortable, we're not going to be able to hit. We're not going to be able to reach the full amount of people that we want to because people need to understand that the Second Amendment is there to pr- protect the First Amendment. And the First Amendment is there to let people just speak how they want. and once those freedoms and those and those things start start to disappear slowly and surely, it's then then they're gonna the, the mass the vast majority are gonna start acting. Until then, I'm afraid that we're just going to have a bunch of uh, placeholders and sheep just following in, the, you know, the the general direction that they're guided. So you have taken the approach of this redacted caucus now. What has been, I guess, the groundwork that you're laying, and what is the main goal? of the redacted caucus um well uh the the main goal our mission statement is to unite um all groups and organizations that uh are there to ensure liberty um i think the main goal is to just get people to the table and talk um i think there's a lot of a lot of stuff that i i think most people don't realize that we're very similar and like, you know, a lot of people want to demonize the Antifa. They may have a real rugged approach to what they're doing and, and, and seem to, but the basis behind it, you know, I think there's a lot that we agree with together. Um, and if we can just get these people to sit down and be open to conversation and actually listen to what we're saying and not what they're being told by you know, the mainstream media or whomever, that's dictating their thoughts, I think that we'd be able to make some progress and gain some ground. Now, Trent, can I be a little bit of a devil's advocate? Do you do you genuinely think like Antifa folks will, will actually listen to us in good faith? That's hard to say. Um, I've talked to some Antifa leaders. I know they say they're de- decentralized and there's no leadership, but that's not true. Um, and I've had some good conversations, and I know my friend Magnus, he's out there doing a lot of stuff, working with the far left and the left and the right, and he's been able to gain some ground, but there's always going to be those people that want to um, accelerate the, the hurt or, the, you know, or, or to, to make people feel uncomfortable. I don't think there's any way around that, but I believe that if we can give examples, like you asked, you know, um, how 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 were we going to get the the people to understand and like w- want to do what we want to do? 
if we can start showing them examples of what would happen if in like real life examples, not stuff from history, like real life examples, like a present time that like, look, if, if we if they take away this, there's going to be this happen, this collateral, there's going to be collateral damage and an after effect. Um, like we were talking about the LP fighting each other. Everybody got all up in arms about a twit or twit, a, t- a tweet from um, LP Kentucky comparing the Holocaust to um, vaccine passports. And yeah, they're completely different, but the meaning behind the message is still the same. They're, they're trying to enact a, uh, require a regulated system that will alienate people from the rest of, the, of our country. I just, I get a little meh with, with Antifa because I, I don't, I, I saw firsthand what happened in the summer in Philadelphia firsthand, you know, here. Right. And it, it requires, so I'm approaching things from a more of a sales perspective. You have to first enter into a good faith dialogue. I can't call into somebody and have them on their worst day of their life and expect I'm going to have a productive conversation, right? So the same thing is true if you're going to enter into a conversation with somebody and they have no intention of even entertaining your your ideas Mm -hmm. or your perspectives with any merit or consideration. So I just anecdotally, I haven't seen the the folks being open and willing to change their minds. I would love to see it. And you mentioned Magnus having success. That's awesome. And and we need people out there who are, are... able i guess to speak that language i guess then my next question would be to be devil's advocate trent is is it worth our time though is it worth our time to spend the energy the the effort in trying to convert people over to our side who maybe agree with us right now on 30 percent of our stuff but maybe there's an untapped market of people who are less radicalized and they agree with us right. on 60% of our stuff. And, oh, they're not already preconditioned to support or believe one, in this case, very right. radical approach. See my, my, yeah. my conundrum I have here? Yeah, no, I'm tracking. No, but you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I totally agree with you. Antifa are not – they are not easy to talk to. They want to throw that Nazi word out as soon as – you know, out the gate, as soon as you even say anything. Um, really quick, I want to make sure I preface this. This is, I would say, also true for Proud Boys. You know, like, like there, oh, yeah. there's a lot of stuff yep. that we do. Like, yep. I would say we probably on the same ratio, like the 30%, you know, ratio in that, in that regards. Even, yeah, you're in, in either way, either side of the spectrum, the far right or the far, far left, they are not open to actually talk like if you if you were to get proud boy the proud boys and antifa to talk would be virtually impossible they're they're going to end up fighting um i don't i don't think our 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 goal is to really try to reach those people as much because you're right they, they I, I i i believe and I, I the reason why we stopped talking to them last year was because they started you know throwing out insults as soon as we got into like a conversation like we i felt like we were like finding some some middle ground, but no, they, yeah, they, they want to, they want to just throw you under the bus the second they can. And I totally agree with you. I don't think that they are worth our time. No, I, I, I believe that the people that we need to be reaching are the people that aren't voting and out actually expressing who they want in office or how they want the country ran. 
I've said this time and again, like in Texas, Texas is one of the lowest voter turnout states in the country. And uh, my, my district alone, 46% of the, the populace that vote a voting age haven't voted in the last 10 years. So that's 46% in an area of 140,000 people that are open to hearing a different side than left and right. And knocking on doors still works, by the way, like going out oh, yeah. and physically like saying hi to people, especially like in I was just talking about this. I don't know. Maybe it was on my sales team. I was saying like, I think we're going to see this resurgence almost of people not wanting to like it's almost gonna be like Zoom fatigue. Like and instead mm. of this doing more online stuff because of convenience, we're gonna see just this resurgence of people wanting to see other people. And with that, yeah. like yeah. use that to our advantage. Go out to where people will be and be present and be willing to answer questions. Like if you're in a local libertarian group or like a Liberty on the Rocks group. Take some initiative. Go ahead and look and see, okay, here we're at summer 2021. Here are the events that are taking place in my community in the, you know, the next two months and get a couple of booths lined up. Answer some questions. If I were to go over here, you know, less than a mile or so away from my house over into Philadelphia to a farmer's market, I can guarantee, guarantee I'm going to find at least a Democratic Socialist of America booth or I'm dead serious, like a communist booth, like a thousand percent mm-hmm. serious. And they're oh, yeah. there. And guess what? People who are not political, they're like they're just going and looking at like paintings and stuff, will walk by the booth and just look. Right? Yeah. All it takes is the one person to walk by our booth and look and get interested. But it guess what? That seed. We're not there though right now. We can't even be there to plant the seed because we're right. not entering into the the spaces. And this is something that Spike Cohen and I have focused on quite a bit, is actually getting comfortable. With being uncomfortable, get out of just your libertarian groups and engage in the groups of people that you traditionally wouldn't think to talk to. But right. yes, let's walk that fine line, though. And I think that's maybe where we need to be having the conversation more so as a movement is not focusing our time and energies in, in I want to say wasted efforts, but rather how can we best utilize the time energy? Because there's only, I mean, time is the most finite of resources. Everybody only has a certain, a certain amount, right? So we have to make sure that we're utilizing it the most effective way possible. Now in sales, consistency is key. And once you find that one thing that works, being consistent, we haven't even been able to really as a movement find what works. And I think part of it has been that we are way too focused on trying to tell people the things that they should be concerned about, the things that they yes. should be caring about yes. versus yes. saying, Hey, by the way, maybe it would help us. It'd be, it would behoove us to actually ask people, what do you care about? And I think what we're going to find, they want to feel comfortable in terms of economic security. They want to feel right. comfortable in terms of their health, their family's health and safety. So healthcare, and they want to know that they can actually, you know, be able to move freely and live their lives, go see grandma and know that they can make calculated decisions. Ending these government lockdowns, for example, would be a huge step in the right direction. Those are three very easy right. issues that we right. could bring to the table. Now you could pick and choose your respective area. Do you want to focus on more in school choice? Do you want to focus more on criminal justice reform? Whatever approach you want to take, go for it. But I think we need to have at least from a national perspective, three very least, you know, three things that we can make. And I say that because the human brain can only really look at three choices at like once. Like an elevator pitch. Exactly. But make it so it's it's three things to choose from because we don't want like we actually it's it's a human brain uh, issue and we're, we're 
faced with like this black and white dynamic where it's like you have to either do this or do that. And it's like, uh-oh, because there's the fear of, well, what if I don't pick the right one versus if you have three options, you now you're in a creative mode because you're trying to think of the best option. Which one is going to give me the best outcome versus not which one's necessarily going to be the worst outcome. So right. it's, it's a little trick we can play. So when we're talking to people, let's approach it that way. But this is one thing I see libertarians do too often, Trent, is that we'll come in and we'll say, well, here's what we believe. And we'll go ahead and we'll rip out the libertarian constitution and platform and we'll plop it on the table and we'll say, start reading. And it's like, that doesn't change people's minds. That doesn't convert people. Right. That just shows them information. We have to make it matter to them. So I say literally all of that, I know, to then frame this question for you, Trent. We're approaching, um, you know, we're approaching this kind of time where I think people are waking up to the government really dropped the ball on these lockdowns. Like, just absolutely, without a doubt, there was no need for them whatsoever. We're seeing states right. like Florida who they stayed open they for the most part. And, hey, guess what? The numbers are not higher by really any stretch of the imagination from any other state. And actually, compared to other states like New York or Michigan or name state that locked down, now, those cases in those states are skyrocketing, while the other cases in the other states that stayed open are staying relatively low. So, what can we do as a party, as a movement, to acknowledge the elephant in the room that these government lockdowns failed, but mm -hmm. reach people from the left and from the right, right, this is the challenge, is, is making it matter to both. How can <laughs> right. we show the pain that was inflicted? But then paint the better the better future, if you will, when we're specifically approaching the lockdowns from this left-right dynamic. Well, to me, I believe I, – I think that the lockdowns were a way to groom us into being less um, hostile towards any kind of um, thing – anything that, that – that, that is infringes on what we believe or what we have or what we are taking taking away freedoms i believe it was a way to to gauge the country to see how well that worked um that's a hard question it really is because there are there are so many variables that go into that question and i i totally agree we need to find one two or three different topics to be able to find that middle ground with both the left and the right. And there's a whole issue with that because there's, I can't think of more than one or two topics from the left and the right that they agree on for anything. Um, but I think that we need to illustrate how bad the country is going to be. And I, I, I our economy is, is shit. Our economy is going to crash soon. Um, we are spending way too much money with, with our government, and they're handing out way too much money for them to, to make it up. We're already past our GDP. I think once the, the financial stuff starts hitting people and people they, they start they stop uh, allowing or they stop they stop allowing evictions to go to not happen and people start losing their homes. I think that they will be more open to listening to what we have to say. But until then, I don't. I, it, it's going to be a fight tooth and nail to even get somebody to listen. Um, and that's one one problem with the Libertarian Party that I don't like is you're right. Like they drop down this Constitution. This is this is what this is what we believe. 
for a party and people that like to tell everybody what they believe so often and how and and how you should believe it they sure don't have a way of explaining why they should believe it and that should that should be the question is why 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 should i do what you guys are doing what would make my life different um and there there's a whole sort there's a whole assortment of answers that you could give to that it's just i be, i believe that in, until we, there is something that is tangible and physical that people can look at and be like okay this isn't just fake news this isn't just fake news it's not you know cuz that's one of the biggest problems we have is we have so much misinformation going around nobody knows what to believe trent did you listen like, to the program last week cuz we had donnie gebert on the program and literally this the episode of the show was called a sea of information because he was an insider <laughs> in the government and like just seeing firsthand literally like from top down there is a complete misinformation campaign entirely done with the focus of getting people confused yeah uh no i i, I didn't but it's something that i've um I, I, I see it every day because, and I, I've, I've, I've been, I've been party to it. I've, I've, I've read something and thought that it was true. And then to go find out that I'm complete moron, that that wasn't, that wasn't true at all. Um, I, there's this documentary on, on HBO, it's called Into the Storm and it's about QAnon. It's a six part, part, um, documentary and it is real interesting about, and it, it illustrates how people, Grab onto this information and want to believe it's true. So I think the things that people want to believe are true, even if they're not, they're going to keep doing that. And people are fooling themselves right now thinking that, okay, we're, we, we're going to believe America is great and America has this because it's always been this way for us. They don't have any other example to go off of that, you know, of, of, a, of a bad um, culture clash in America, except for maybe the 60s. But if you were from Russia and you know you're in your 70s or 80s and you're and you were around during World War II, I bet you could give a whole hell of a lot of input compared to what we can. Or you know the Jews from that ha- the, the Holocaust survivors that are still alive. Um, I watched the thing and we're going talking about the the LP Kentucky's uh, tweet. They had this this older woman t- that was a Holocaust survivor. And she was trying to like she was preaching her ass off, trying to tell them like, listen to me, I'm not making this up. This is the the, the parallels are so similar right now. Yeah. So, no. Well, it, so I I I see we are losing more often than not the narrative because we make sometimes some unforced errors in some of the people right. that we we talk to. And the people that we, well, not necessarily people, the people we talk to, in the way that we talk, rather. So, like, it's one thing to be, um, you know, principled, it's another thing to be a brutalist. So, it is important. Right. And, and then, you know, I was actually you know, in the DMs there with the LP of uh, Kentucky, you know, talking about this specifically. Because, um, you know, they were like, what did you think? And I was like, honestly, I think that you, know, you guys summed it up in their response. Like, did we maybe be a little hyperbolic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it the most tasteful thing? No, but it was important to raise up awareness. Now, yes, I 100% agree. It was a little hyperbolic. And I think, yes, when 100%, though, this is something that we need to say no. Like, 
put your foot in you know foot in the sand this is it like if if we let up on this then the i don't know man i'm it's terrifying to see where we could end up but hey man we we could keep going forever and ever but i want to make sure that we're we're finishing the show with uh, pointing people the right way uh, cuz we want people to be able to support this mission that you have uh, set forward on libertarian unity and that's with the redacted caucus and the website is redactedcaucuslp.org trent me will make sure we include that link in the show notes but as for you where can folks go ahead and follow you and support you guys on social media um on caucus, uh, on twitter um we're, we're called at caucus redacted um uh, i also have a, a personal tw- but I, I don't i don't use it as much as my uh, as our organization twitter um and i it's my, my first with the uh, first name trent banshee ortner and that's um how you can find me if you want to just talk to me that that direction um we the reason why we're not on facebook is almost all of us inside our 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 group that our staff are banned from facebook and instagram so so it's like i i i tried to make another one and i just got like i had i had a uh a podcast with lp iowa last friday and i was talking to them about getting banned and I shit you not. After I got off, I got my I was banned again. Like right after we got off the the, the podcast. So, and that's an, that's one, one thing too is they're going to continue to start deplatforming people from all kinds of different areas to, to silence the voice. And that's what our 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 event on April twenty fourth in Austin's about. Refuse to be silenced. Um, at um, twelve p.m. Um, in Austin on the twenty fourth of April, we're going to have a unity rally. We want everybody to come. I don't care what your race, creed, or sexual preference is. Everybody come. Let's come and talk. Let's open up a dialogue. We're going to have some speakers. Dan Berman's going to speak. Um, I'm going to speak. And um, my friend Patrick, who uh, runs a BLM organization here in Texas, he's going to speak. And I think he's bringing one more speaker. But we haven't confirmed that yet. But um, Dan's going to have his uh, campaign stuff. He's running for Texas uh, governor this year. Or next year, um, he's going to have some swag to give away, and I, I'm, I'm I just ordered a bunch of swag for our uh, our group that we're going to be selling. Um, we just want to open up talks. We we want to hear other people's perspectives that isn't hostile or volatile. Like we want, you know, because we all have opinions. You know, opinions are like assholes. We everybody has one. So <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Yeah, finish. So yeah, no, no, and I was just going to say, so you know. It, we have to learn to not get butthurt about somebody's opinion and realize that it's just their thought. It does not mean what um, constitutes everything. It's just how they think. And you, you can't be an American and believe in freedom of speech and press and all this if you're not going to allow people to freely think the way that they believe. Thought police has never been the good guys. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think to history and Trent, I think it's pretty obvious that any time the, the people that we see are the thought police engage in trying to censor speech, they usually are the bad guys. But with that being said, yeah. Trent Ordner, yeah. thank you for all the work you're doing. Redacted Caucus lp.org we'll include that link in the show notes as well as the uh, the links that show uh, that uh, trent mentioned there for being able to follow them over on social media that being said though trent ordner thank you for joining the brian nichols show let's sell liberty and look good doing it with proud libertarian 
folks, when we're selling liberty, we have to start things off by piquing interest. And what better way to pique some interest than by rocking some amazing apparel from Proud Libertarian. Personally, I'm a huge fan of their Do Good Recklessly t-shirt, but there's more than t-shirts to find from awesome taxationist theft snapbacks to the killer Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death hoodies. Proud Libertarian has all the libertarian swag you need. And guess what? Brian Nichols Show audience members can rock the latest libertarian swag and save some cash on every single order. All you have to do, use code TBNS at checkout and you'll get 10% off your entire cart at checkout. That's right. Each time you order, use code TBNS and you'll instantly get 10% off your entire order. Listen, I am super excited to have Proud Libertarian here as a sponsor of The Brian Nichols Show, so do me a favor. Head over there to Proud Libertarian, place your order today, use code TBNS at checkout, save 10% on your order, and help support libertarian entrepreneurs today. When we're talking about living a truly free and independent life, we mean it. And that's exactly what Gary Collins, who is the creator of The Simple Life, set out to accomplish. And now you have a chance to learn all the secrets that Gary has developed over decades of trying it out himself, building these amazing courses, as you can go to thesimplelifenow.com and access three amazing courses, one being the Off the Grid Master Course, two being the How to Finance Your Off-Grid Home Course, and three, How to Find Your Dream Off-Grid Property Course, and get an awesome 10% off at checkout by using code TBNS10. That's right. You, too, can learn how to live a truly free and independent lifestyle by living off-grid, and all these amazing courses are delivered to you by Yes One Gary Collins from thesimplelifenow.com. Use code TBNS10 at checkout for 10% off your order and start living your free life today. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Trent Ortner, the Redacted Caucus. If you enjoyed today's episode, do me a favor, go ahead and share it, and be sure to tag me on Twitter, Facebook, Minds.com, and Parlor.com at B. Nichols Liberty. When you do, I'll make sure I go ahead, give you a retweet, a share, whatever it may be. Also, folks, if you particularly enjoyed the episode, I would love to hear about it, so go ahead, email me, brian at Show.com. Also, if you have not had the chance yet, well, we're coming up here to Friday, which means, yes, we'll be going through and reading one of our brand new five-star rating and review. So head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a quick five-star rating and review. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And honestly, it's the best way for us to go ahead and reach more people because people read the read reviews, folks. So the more positive the reviews, the more likely that folks are willing to go ahead and give us a subscribe. So please, quick one sentence or so, what value do you get from the program and why do you subscribe to four Sometimes more phenomenal episodes, uh, like maybe a sneak peek. Yes, coming up here tomorrow. Happy birthday to me, because I'm giving you guys a special bonus episode, and is a uh, conversation with Britt from the Freckles and Britt Show, and is a uh, a new sneak peek into what we are going to be doing here at the Brian Nichols Show. I've been teasing it on social media if you follow me on B Nichols Liberty, but yes, we are introducing video to the program. I'm so excited. The studio is looking phenomenal. We have uh, brand new cameras ready to rock and roll. So folks, if you are uh, interested in seeing the video version of the Brian Nichols Show, uh, well, please uh, make sure you are, are strapping in for all the episodes. Hit subscribe, and uh, yes, the YouTube channel over at the We Are Libertarians, a uh, big channel. Well, we'll be uh, getting some updates here soon, and uh, we'll be giving you that sneak peek tomorrow and uh, what you're going to expect for the Brian Nichols Show going forward. So looking forward to that. And then coming up on, uh, on yes, Friday, we have our, our normally scheduled show, and that is with one Nolan Gray. Now, Nolan has joined the Brian Nichols Show to talk about how California's uh, very intense regulations as it pertains to environmental laws 
actually end up causing more harm to the environment than they are trying to prevent. Uh, obviously, it's, it's the same circumstance we talk about here, folks, in the show quite often where government programs end up doing more harm uh, than they actually do good. And we have to start judging programs by not their intentions, but rather by their outcomes. So no one joined the program to help dig into that and more. So a great conversation coming up here on Friday. So hit subscribe. Do not miss a single episode. But with that being said, thanks for joining the Brian Nichols Show, folks. It's Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols Show for Trent Ortner. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.